I am deeply honored to have been nominated by President Biden to serve as a commissioner of the Federal Trade Commission. For the last decade, I have focused on studying and investigating markets across our economy and examining the laws that enable honest and fair competition. When Lena Khan was first confirmed as the head of the Federal Trade Commission over two years ago, she was known as this quintessential David taking on the Goliath of the tech world. In other words, Amazon. Her article on Amazon, which she wrote while still in law school, uh, went viral and was described by the New York Times as reframing decades of monopoly law. Um, You wrote um, an interesting paper entitled Amazon's Antitrust Paradox, where you... Um, in, In the Amazon article, you know, I really identified two potential pathways. Last week, that battle became a reality. The big tech policy news was this historic antitrust lawsuit that nerdy reporters like me have been waiting for for years and years was finally filed against Amazon. We saw 17 states and the Federal Trade Commission joined together to accuse the company of being a monopoly. That's Kat Zakreski, tech policy reporter for The Post. She's been watching Amazon for years. And by the way, Amazon founder Jeff Bezos owns The Washington Post, and our interim CEO, Patty Stonecipher, sits on Amazon's board. It's effectively the biggest political test that Amazon, one of the most powerful companies in the world, has ever faced in Washington. And more than that, it's a test of regulators who have come to Washington saying that they're bringing this new era of tough enforcement against the tech industry And now they're going to see in court whether or not they can actually do that. Okay, so when I think of, like, trust busters and (laughs) where the Federal Trade Commission first came from, I think about, you know, these giant companies that were getting broken up 100 years ago. Is there a chance that Amazon could actually be broken up? There is a chance that Amazon could be broken up. The Federal Trade Commission didn't specify how it would be broken up in their lawsuit, but they've made it clear that structural remedies, the legalese for a breakup of a company, are on the table. From the newsroom of The Washington Post, this is Post Reports. I'm Maggie Penman. I'm your guest host. It's Tuesday, October 3rd. Today, we take you inside the blockbuster lawsuit against Amazon. We unravel the origins of it, starting with FTC Chair Lena Khan, and we look at what this lawsuit could mean for the future of your online shopping. So, um, Kat, I first want to understand a little more about this lawsuit. What exactly is Amazon being accused of? So Amazon is being accused of basically mistreating the sellers that use its platform. I think one of the important things to keep in mind about Amazon is that its business is pretty different from a Target or a Walmart. It effectively functions like an online flea market where a number of third-party merchants, actually millions of third-party merchants, sell their wares. And what the FTC is alleging is that Amazon effectively abused its dominance in online retail to charge those businesses what Lena Khan calls an Amazon tax. And so what the FTC is arguing is that about half of every dollar that retailers were making on Amazon was actually going back to the company because of all these 
different fees and advertising costs, et cetera, that they were imposing on them. And in turn, that resulted in costs being passed on to consumers. Okay, so it's sort of like, let's just break down for a second here how Amazon works. Amazon is sort of playing two roles where they are providing this marketplace sort of like an eBay would, um, but then they're also making and selling their own products. And so one thing I've heard them accused of in the past is, for example, like copying a product that's being sold in the marketplace and then selling theirs for less, kind of pushing out that other creator. Is that sort of what this lawsuit is trying to get at? This lawsuit actually didn't focus that much on that argument. Rather than looking at Amazon's role as a seller in this market, it looks at how Amazon effectively pushes these businesses to rely on a number of other services that it offers. So basically, Amazon set it up in a way that if you want to be an Amazon Prime product, you have to pay for and use Amazon's logistics service to pack and store your products, according to this case. If you want your product to be visible on Amazon when shoppers are looking for something, you have to pay Amazon to advertise that product. The Federal Trade Commission is calling the one-stop online marketplace a monopoly, one that illegally smothers competitors and takes money out of your pocket. Effectively, what the FTC is arguing is that Amazon abused its dominance to force companies to pay it for a variety of services so that their products would be easy to find on Amazon. They allege Amazon stifles competition by charging sellers like small businesses higher fees and discouraging them from selling for less elsewhere. So, for instance, in order to appear high in the search results on Amazon, which the FTC argues has a big effect on what product someone actually buys when they're on the site, they argue that these companies had to pay for advertising on Amazon service. They have such a huge monopolizing hold on the book market that nearly every decision in every day is somehow shadowed uh, by Amazon. So... It might be helpful if we just take a second here and just talk about how big Amazon is. Can you just describe how dominant is Amazon? How necessary is it if I'm trying to sell, I don't know, candles? Do I need Amazon? So in talking to sellers um, in the past few weeks, we've heard, yes, Amazon is really a lifeline for many of these smaller companies who are trying to ensure that their products are widely seen by shoppers across the United States. There are millions of people who use Amazon every single day. And the FTC in this complaint argues that this is going to impact tens of millions of American households that rely on Amazon to shop. Okay, sticking with my candle example for a second. So basically what the lawsuit is saying is that as a candle seller, I am being forced to pay for all of these services just to make sure that consumers can see and buy my candles, and that makes my candles more expensive. Correct. And what the lawsuit is also arguing is that Amazon effectively made it so that if you, the candle maker, decided to offer those for a cheaper price on your own website, Amazon then would push you down in the rankings, and that could have a negative effect on your business. Wow. Okay. So, and remind me, you said it's the Federal Trade Commission that filed this lawsuit. Can you just explain what the Federal Trade Commission is and what their role is in regulation? 
Sure, the Federal Trade Commission is a more than 100-year-old agency that is responsible for enforcing consumer protection laws and antitrust laws in the United States. And because over the last 20 years, there's been very few laws passed to address the power of the tech industry, they've effectively become the government's de facto Silicon Valley watchdog. And it's not just Amazon that the FTC has sued in recent years, right? Who are some of the other big tech companies who are sort of in the crosshairs here in this battle? So the other big company that the FTC has been facing off with is Facebook. Now, Facebook in the news today because it's been forced to fight a legal war. More than 40 attorneys general today, as well as the Federal Trade Commission, hitting the company with antitrust lawsuits. Now, They are also staring down a lawsuit that could result in a breakup of the company that would force them to separate WhatsApp and Instagram from the main Facebook business. Both federal and state regulators are accusing Facebook of systematically snapping up its smaller rivals before they can turn into true competitors, as well as restricting access to third-party developers that they view as a threat. In addition to Facebook, the FTC has also sued to block a number of tech mergers in recent months. One of the most notable is Microsoft's record-breaking Activision lawsuit. The FTC suing Microsoft to officially block its planned deal with Activision. A former FTC chairman calling it the boldest step yet by the Biden administration against a planned merger. Raises all sorts of questions about the future of deal-making. But the FTC has largely been unsuccessful in those attempts. So what's the argument that the FTC is making in these big tech lawsuits? One of the main arguments that Lena Khan has made about these companies is the fact that there is no ability for new tech businesses to enter the market and compete with them. They've made this argument when you look at social networking and the hold that Facebook allegedly has um, over what they call the market of personal social networking. And now they're making that same argument again when it comes to shopping. So what is the solution that the FTC is proposing when it comes to Amazon? So that's one of the biggest challenges, I think, in talking about this case, is that the FTC really hasn't said what the solution is yet. Um, Ultimately, we'll want to make sure that any remedy is halting the illegal conduct, preventing a recurrence, and ensuring that Amazon is not able to profit and benefit from its illegal behavior. During a conference last week, Lena Khan said, let's prove that this is illegal first, and then we'll talk about the remedies. So right now, we're squarely focused on the question of liability. But uh, when we get to the issue of remedy, those are going to be the principles we'll be focused on. And that's pretty different than what we've seen in some of the other antitrust cases, both the DOJ's case against Google's advertising business and the FTC's case against Facebook talks about how you would potentially break those companies up. So what has Amazon said about all this? I imagine they say, of course, what we're doing is not illegal. And, you know, we're we're just dominant because our customers love us, right? Well, Maggie, it sounds like you read the blog post that they put out (laughs) the day this lawsuit came out. Amazon says that this case is wrong on the facts and wrong on the law. They argue that if the FTC were to win this case, it would result in a worse shopping experience for consumers and potentially higher prices. And so I think we can expect to see a vigorous fight from the company in court. After the break, the origins of the FTC's discontent with Amazon. We'll be right back. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, 
There's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen. So why is this happening now? What is it about this moment that we're in where we're seeing these big tech lawsuits happen? So we saw a dramatic shift within the Democratic Party and its stance toward the tech industry over the last five years. Really, starting with the 2020 presidential campaign, you saw Elizabeth Warren on the trail. Anybody in here a little worried about how Facebook uses your data? Calling for a breakup of companies like Amazon and Facebook and others. Giants are not allowed to buy out the competition. The competition has to be given a chance to thrive, grow, and either the giant gets better or the giant dies. And then when President Biden entered office and he had the opportunity to decide who was running divisions like the Department of Justice and the Federal Trade Commission, he picked people like Lena Khan who have promoted these ideas of tough enforcement against the tech giants. For the last decade, I have focused on studying and investigating markets across our economy and examining the laws that enable honest and fair competition. And so now these people are in power. They've finally had enough time to build their cases, build their teams, and get the resources in place. And so now we're seeing them being filed in court. Congress created the Federal Trade Commission to serve as a guardian of fair competition and to protect consumers, workers, and honest businesses from unfair and deceptive trade practices. So I remember when Biden chose Lena Khan to head the Federal Trade Commission, and this was a big deal. And it felt, even at the time, like sort of a shot across the bow at Amazon. Um, can you explain why and, like, what is it about this person and this figure that signified to people like, oh— the Biden administration is getting serious about regulating big tech. It was really a striking moment. When Lena Khan was 29 years old, she wrote this famous Yale Law Review article that is effectively the closest thing you can have to a viral law school paper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. It's not exactly like a TikTok, but it's the nerdy version of that. <laughs> exactly. And so her idea was effectively that we need an entire rethinking of the way antitrust enforcement in the United States works. And she proposed a way to do that that would curtail the power of Amazon specifically, but her ideas also have broad effects for all the large tech companies that people have become really concerned about over the last few years. And without going too deep in the weeds, what was sort of the gist of her argument? Her argument was that for years and years, U.S. courts have looked at prices and whether consumers are paying higher prices to determine whether a company is a monopoly. 
Senator, I've been quite public about my concerns um, about concentrated power in the context of digital markets. Um, I think on the competition side, we're continuing to see a whole range of potential risks. And she argued that that doesn't work in the digital economy because many of these companies offer their services for free or are able to lower prices compared to traditional businesses. Right. Like, you can buy things pretty cheaply on Amazon. Often you can get free shipping if you're a Prime customer. So, yeah, like, you might think, how is this a monopoly if they're offering me such low prices? Right. That was one of the arguments in her initial paper because, effectively, they were able to use the money that they made in other parts of their businesses, like the cloud business, to subsidize these types of cheaper prices for consumers. But the FTC case makes a very different argument and says, effectively, that their behavior has resulted in higher prices for millions of shoppers in the United States. Um, in, in the Amazon article, you know, I've really identified two potential pathways forward when thinking about these dominant digital platforms. One is enforcing competition laws and ensuring that these markets are competitive. Um, and the other is, you know, if we instead recognize that perhaps there are certain economies of scale, network externalities that instead are going to lead these markets to stay dominated by a very few number of companies, then we need to apply a different set of rules. And we have so how did Lena Khan's thinking evolve? Um, or do we think this is just a matter of, you know, youthful idealism being replaced with like, hey, now I'm actually a regulator and I have to figure out an argument that's going to win? Well, so my colleagues and I talked to some of her close mentors and advisors, and certainly there's a difference in the arguments that you can make in a paper in law school and the arguments that you can make in a federal court case once you're chair of the Federal Trade Commission. And I will say that Lena Khan has seen some strong challenges to her ideology since she took office. She's lost two high-profile antitrust cases that she brought against Microsoft and Facebook, challenging acquisitions that those companies made. And she also has seen intense political scrutiny for that record. Uh, she appeared in a congressional hearing over the summer, and lawmakers asked her, point blank, why do you keep losing? And she was also pressured to recuse herself from the Amazon case, right, because of her previous writing on this. That's correct. Amazon, very quickly after she was confirmed as chair of the Federal Trade Commission, sought to recuse her from this case. And she obviously did not do that. One question I do have is about timing, because I know lawsuits can take a long time to work their way through the courts. So how long do we think this is going to take to play out? And could there be a shift in policy with a new administration, for example, where the FTC or the DOJ wouldn't want to pursue this? Maggie, it's very likely that you and I will be talking about this case for years to come. If you look at a similar case that the Department of Justice brought against Google in 2020 or the Facebook case that was also brought in 2020, the Google case just went to trial now in 2023. And we're not expecting the Facebook case to go until 2024. So these cases can take three to four years to go to trial. After that, there's often years of appeals. So this could be up to a decade-long fight. And that does raise the question of what happens if you have a change in president and, in turn, a change in the head of the Federal Trade Commission? I think at this moment it's a bit unclear because 
In addition to the Democrats shifting their attitude toward tech, you also see this more populist wing of the Republican Party pushing for tougher antitrust enforcement, too. And some of these tech cases either started or were brought under President Trump, and Trump himself in office called for antitrust action against Amazon. So depending— It's kind of a bipartisan issue. It seems like maybe one of the rare things Republicans and Democrats agree on. At least parts of those two parties, yes. So, of course, it's an open question what would happen if there was a change in leadership at the Federal Trade Commission. But if you have a president like Trump or even a President Trump after the 2024 election, it's likely you could see this continue. So how will this affect online shopping, like in the short term and long term? So one of the things that I've talked to legal experts about is what's happened in the past when there's been antitrust cases. And the big one that you can often point to is Microsoft, which was kind of the blockbuster antitrust case of the 90s and early 2000s. And even as you have this court fight going on, it's likely that Amazon could make changes to its business practices in order to address some of the concerns regulators are raising in court. So even the fact that this lawsuit has been filed is going to change things at Amazon in the short term. It certainly puts greater pressure on them to treat sellers more favorably to show that this is not, you know, correct. And to we're not be able breaking to... the law. <laughs> exactly. And at the same time, the other thing that we've seen in the past with some of these big antitrust cases is that they're a big distraction for companies. Mm. And as they're focusing on these legal fights, that can sometimes create an opening for new competitors to come in. Actually, if you think about what happened with the Microsoft case during the time that it was in courtrooms fighting the DOJ on that, you had the rise of Amazon, Google, Facebook, all the companies that are now in the crosshairs. So we could see some competitors who kind of see an opening here, even just with the threat of this antitrust enforcement over Amazon. Exactly. So what are you watching for next in this very long process we're beginning here? One of the biggest things I'm watching for is how Amazon responds initially to the Federal Trade Commission's lawsuit. What we actually saw with Facebook is that Facebook immediately filed to dismiss the case, and they actually were initially successful in getting a court to throw that out. And Lena Khan actually had to rewrite the entire antitrust case against Facebook. Wow. So if you're Amazon and you saw that success that another company had, you might want to try the same playbook. Could just sort of delay things a little bit and make this maybe a decade-long process instead of <laughs> the several-year process you laid out. Exactly. And I mean, if you think about it from the company perspective, the longer this takes, the better. They have the money to fight a legal battle like this. And the longer something like this takes, the weaker some of the arguments get, the more time the business has to change. I mean, look at what we're talking about right now with the Google search case as at the same time we're watching AI and this debate around ChatGPT right. change how we find information online. Well, Kat, this is really interesting, and I look forward to talking to you about it for years to come. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me on the show. We'll have no shortage of court developments in any of these cases to discuss moving forward. Kat Sikreski is a tech policy reporter for The Post. And that's it for Post Reports. Thanks for listening. Today's show was produced by Rena Flores, it was mixed by Sean Carter, and it was edited by me. If you're looking for the latest from The Washington Post in podcast form, check out our morning news briefing, The 7. 
It comes out every weekday by 7 a.m., and it gives you the seven stories you need to know about. I'm Maggie Penman. We'll be back tomorrow with more stories from The Washington Post. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, The Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Class is in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen.